Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And joining us this week is another power couple in the podcast world. Uh, coming from the Hollywood Already Did It podcast, which you've heard us talk about before when Jamie Jirak, uh stopped by to talk about it. Please welcome Blake and Terrence. <laughs> welcome aboard, gentlemen. There's a love. There's applause and everything. This is mm-hmm. great. That really satisfied a lot of my 90s Nickelodeon a cheer when I show up. <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. I feel like at any moment I can get slimed, and I I love that about yeah, this. slimed. Or like if we say a word, we all have to just freak out, like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Yeah, there's other things on this soundboard. Um, you know, I I mean, I'll just like kind of Justin go through them as 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 is as the feeling strikes. But uh, you know, it's not all fun and games. So we'll just no, say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That turn. So there's a nice gack commercial. I'll stay <laughs> in the tape. I'll find a way to A to C to Nickelodeon 90s every time if you let me. <laughs> we already have a question from the chat. Zenny says, got quick, gotta ask a legit question. What are your favorite Pokemons? Go. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Right off the, the bat. Let's see, Blake Blake knows this about me. I am I am not a Pokemon trainer or collector or know anything about Pokemon. When when the uh, Detective Pikachu came out, I was like, this is a good movie. I don't understand a word that's happening right now. <laughs> I'm right with you. I was the first yeah. question in my mind was like, there's Pokemon everywhere, so how is there not Pokemon shit everywhere? Like, I don't believe yeah. that all these people are careful enough to clean up after their Pokemon. This place is pristine. I don't believe it. This movie is false. That's the thing that went well, through no, my head. One of the Pokemon, uh, their whole thing is they go around and they just clean up the feces. So oh, they eat it? That's, 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 yeah. that's their nourishment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that's not probably that? as good as this world is going to get with taking care of their Pokemon. Right? We talked about, like... The reason Detective Pikachu had to not be a traditional red and blue movie is because you can't start new fans with it being like, is this, are they fighting animals? That's always the thing I go to. I was like, oh, so you just like these creatures fighting each other. It's like, they have a choice. If they don't want to go in the ball, they don't go I, in the ball. I'm like, okay. I have one of my exes. I feel like there's a very good like line in the sand. And I think Terrence and I are that line of ages of you're either like all about Pokemon or you missed the boat. And I had an ex who also missed the boat and she was like, it's just like, it's animal fighting. I don't understand. And I kept being like, no, no, it's about like friendship because they have a bond. And because of that bond, and she was like, so what, if we went into a gym, I should throw you in to fight somebody. And that means that we love each other. And I was like, yeah, see, I'll fight better if I love you more. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, when you break it down like this, this is a pretty even creepier franchise than I already imagined. Because if you put it in those terms, it's like, you know, your significant other picks a fight with someone and you're like, shit. Now I gotta step in. I don't no, wanna I do this. But yeah. I love you, so I guess I'll have to go and do this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a. I think it's getting harder and harder for me to be like, no, Pokemon's. Because it, it is great. It's a great game. The RPGs are awesome. I feel like there's a lot of lore in each Pokemon that does delve into really interesting storytelling. The ghost Pokemon are weird and creepy. They have these legendary ones. There's one now it's so far that it's like this one created time itself. <laughs> You're like, okay, fine, whatever. It's basically an infinity now. stone, you know, it's just right. It's like he's a time stone. Like the, the opening of the Pokemon first movie, I still think is some of the coolest animated cinematic moments with Mewtwo in that tube and he psychically opens it. And that one guy's on the ground about to die. Like, we wanted to create the strongest Pokemon and we succeeded. And then he dies. And I remember being 10, like, this is the greatest thing. Oh my God. But yeah. <laughs> as I get older, I have people who I know who don't know it are like, so what? You just get the grass thing to fight the fire thing. And the fire thing burns the grass thing. And then you got to run that to a hospital. And what happens if you don't? Are there? A, what about these ones you've left fainted in the woods? And you're like, I just, it's fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get that. But it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one when, because we talked about that movie on our on, on Hollywood. And I was just sitting there. I was like, all right, Blake, explain this to me. And as he was going down the rabbit hole, I was like, so... Michael Vick was arrested for this, the same exact thing. Your single mom who lives next door to the only single man in town <laughs> makes you leave at the age of 10 for reasons that are unclear. Uh, leaving just the two of them alone in Pallet Town to do whatever they'd like. You then have to go across the country earning badges based on various element types and earning monsters and thwarting terrorism to reunite with your mom at the end. And she's, we don't know what they've been up to. This is a great kids show. Great kids show. I was going to say, man. Yeah, this is great. What a way to process your feelings, kids. Okay, real quick. I want to ask, what are your feelings on Snom? Snom? You know, the the, the Pokemon? No? Nobody? Snom? Yeah. that's got to be a sword and shield one or a ruby and sapphire. Where yeah, I'm like, it, I like cap out at Gen 2. <laughs> it kind of looks like um, a snowy, adorable turd is kind of how I would I would oh. describe it. Oh, he clearly is the one that picks up all the feces then. That's got to be the one. There you go. That's got to be the okay. one. Snom is one of Zenny's favorites. That's why she's mad at me now. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This one is like... I know them very well, and I do, I have played through all of them, but uh-huh. now I play it, and I no longer, like, memorize the Pokedex, like, when I was 10, so I'm like, oh, I recognize this, like, snow ice butt thing. But, <laughs> That's exactly like, what it looks like! <laughs> she says, it's an ice caterpillar, not a turd. <laughs> I believe that, but it looks like it's got Jerry's mouth from Rick and Morty at the end. <laughs> it, does. Like, it does! It totally does! <laughs> Like you wanted this, Zenny. Zenny, you asked for this. This is what you right. get. Well, <laughs> on your Zenny with great power. My favorite one's a bipedal creature with an onion on top of it that, like, its best power is, like, they'll be asleep for a little bit. Yeah. Like, no one picked Bulbasaur. I always thought he was great. But, like, yeah, one of them's a dragon and one of them's, like, an ice turtle. And then I was, like, the one with the flower. <laughs> Pokemon came out at a time where I was just, I, I think I just missed 
like the craze for it and i'm actually eternally happy that that happened because i know beyond a shadow of a doubt that i would have been in it to win it and yeah, i just yeah, I, I was like I, two I, years I, like people were like pokemon i'm like i don't know what this is like i'm good and i was just doing other stuff and i'm glad that i missed it i, I am that same boat too yeah <laughs> i would, I yeah, would have missed it i actually was probably too old for my power ranger run but i still was like hey this is pretty dope i'm gonna stick with this one for a little yeah while. i was the same thing where like i watched that in secret and never told anybody that i watched yeah. it oh yeah. yeah my dad judged me hardcore for watching that like he was just like you what are you doing like you should have a baseball game on what are you what what are you watching this for i'm like <laughs> but it's cool like they're karate come on yeah i'd be i think i don't know if it came on after school but like as anyone came home i'd be like boop and i just change it to something else because but i'd be like what happened to the green ranger is he still good or is he bad i don't know i I feel like growing up in the the weird thing about the 90s and i've said this on other podcasts is like everything was a mania there was like turtles mania Mm -hmm. and power rangers mania we had to shut down highways because so many people were gonna go see the power rangers on ice and then, like, as soon as you turn 12, somebody who, like, watched Showtime a little too soon and, like, kissed a girl before you was like, that's lame. <laughs> all of a sudden, you were like, no! And it was this weird quest. Like, I had a GameCube, and everyone was like, that's the one for kids. And I was like, no! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I became 25, and everybody was like, the Batman animated series is the greatest television since Breaking Bad. GameCube has more hits than any band known to mankind. And I was like, what is this nonsense? And if I hum <laughs> the first four chords of the X-Men theme, you will sing along with me. I'm like, wait a minute. This was I- frowned upon. I was just talking to a friend of mine who she's getting married in September and we were talking about whether or not I'll be able to make it because of the world. Sure. And I was, she was like, Oh, you know me, we're just like watching Spider-Man tonight. And I was like, what do you mean you're watching Spider-Man? I remember when you made fun of me for liking those first movies. And she was like, well, you were right. They're great. That's something. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know I'm right. You wouldn't let me be right when it mattered. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, uh, we've talked about this too with some other guests. It's just like that was the time too when, like, if you were into D and D, I mean, you're gonna get your ass kicked. You know, people are like, "What? You're an elf in a dungeon?" I don't know why all of a sudden they're pompous like that. You know, it's probably like, "What the hell are you doing in your basement, you weirdo?" You know, as they like crack their knuckles. But nowadays, there's Dungeons and Dragons everywhere. You know, and I myself was like. I can't do this. Like I had numerous times people were like, dude, you should play with us. I'm like, I can't do that. That's just, it's no. And then not until like two years ago, did I start trying it? I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. I've been missing out on this, this whole time. And it's become just a part of our, our world now, which is just like, Oh, this is great. But the other people were like, man, I bled for this. Literally. Yeah. People like, beat well, me up for this. for this. What's always you know, Blake and I, it's fascinating. Is I'm a huge, I'm a sports guy too. And I'm always sitting here and Blake used to call me out on is like fantasy football and fantasy basketball is legit the same thing yes but that's considered okay yeah (laughs) it's it's and it's great and i feel like the only negative part is it's led to like awful bad fans of everything who are gatekeeping and are like i was there and i'm like guys we're really showing our age because even i'm like and now we're on twitch and if you had told me people would have watched (laughs) video games be played when i was in high school right and like anybody younger than me listening is like, yeah, dude, like get over it. It's here. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like this is, this is Star Trek technology. Like I'm really, that's where I'm like, oh God, I am getting, 
they're all so normal yeah. to this. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, the parents tell you to go outside and like go outside and get some fresh air. I'm like, hey, if you let me just play my game, shit might have been a little bit differently. Come on. Oh, now. I I say that to my mom. <laughs> we, I, we'd all be living in a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> I recently said to my my aunt who her her kids are now they're in their twenties. And this was a few years ago. And she was like, What should we do? They don't know what they want to do, and blah blah blah. And I was like, Well, you got I don't know I don't know what I want to do, and I'm in my thirties. So I Figure it out. Go live, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but look, you have to accept that your kids on some level are smarter than you because they've seen the world that you haven't seen. Because mm-hmm. if I, I like we all work in the entertainment parts of the industry in different ways and facets. And I remember saying to my mom, I'm going to go make movies. And they were like, I don't know. You're going to do that. And now, like, you're like, oh, but mom, like, it means so many other things. It doesn't mean I'm going to be Steven Spielberg. Maybe I'll make right. industrials in Chicago yeah. or my own independent stuff or podcasts. Or... But these are words that, like, to them were f- foreign yeah. languages. Yeah. Twitch, YouTube, podcasts. But now, like, I don't have a kid. But if I did and they were like, I'm going to become a TikTok dancer, I would just have to be like, give it your all. Because I, those, I, sure. People I know are nothing doing about it. it. Yeah. People are yeah. starting businesses where they're 18 now making some of the coolest things. Like the amount, like you, Hollywood sucks because we, we <laughs> put people. So true. We put people in rooms trying to dig up old IPs and reboot and remake and retread and say the same thing and pretend that they have their finger on the pulse. And then I can open up TikTok and somebody who I've never heard of has made the single greatest movie using like Animal Crossing and a light. And, it, and it's just better than anything that Hollywood's produced. <clears throat> yeah. That's such a great point. They, like you, you, it's like. Because I've always, you know, Justin and I have talked ad nauseum about this on on this podcast, but I love, and I hate to use this word because it's so gross now, but I love disruptors of industries, you know, and because I, I, I don't like people that have that are gatekeepers for the sake of being like, well, this is how we've always done it. So when I see someone who gets on YouTube and is 14 years old and just starts making uh, my wife... One of the, either someone that she works with or something, someone she knows, their kid who's like 14, he makes five to six grand a month from doing his YouTube stuff. Like, I don't, I don't remember what it is that he does, but he does it. And yeah. they leaned into it. They're like, we're, we're built, we build a shed in the back. That's their studio. And they go in and they do that. And it's a part time thing that appeals to people. I'm like, that's awesome. I think that's yeah. amazing that you can take something that you enjoy. And same thing with Twitch. We're all essentially on Twitch like little little broadcasters, right? We broadcast mm-hmm. our content to an audience and then our audience can engage with us. It's like, this is amazing. Zenny is taking credit for this entire podcast because she started with Pokemon and now here we are. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing and it's it's amazing. She says nice hat, by the way, Terrence. She likes your Avengers hat, so which I also oh, have to you. say... You know, kudos. It does look pretty cool, um, but it's 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 really nice to see that. You know, I totally agree with you, uh, Blake, in that you know, the traditional ways of doing things. I mean, we got to take everything that we know and our preconceived notions and just chuck it out the window because, is if you if you love doing what you're doing, you can parlay that into something else, and who knows what technology will be here in, in five years? You know, yeah, it it really and and the like. I remember growing up, it was always preached to me. From family you've got to get that job that offers you a pension and you've got to get the job that does this this and like it's all like such an old school way of thinking and you take you take what people are doing now and it's no wonder that the older generation can't wrap their heads around it or uh, what's yeah. this the the youtube thing they're not real celebrities and i'm like now they are is the yeah. thing like they are real yeah. celebrities because more people have probably seen 
their individual videos than have seen all of Tom Cruise's movies. Like it is right. It, it, you it, might have celebrities, celebrities. Who, whereas we had superstars who were like they could go anywhere and you would know them. But there are now pockets of superstars based on whatever the, whatever that is they're talking about. Right. Blake and I, Blake, I I'm 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 married, but my cousin on my on my wife's side, she is a huge Twitch and and YouTube person, and like. Stacy was kind of like Stacy was blown blown away. She she had no idea. She's like, I don't how, what the heck does this work? And she asked her dad. She's like, is, is uh, Sarah going to college and all of this stuff? She's like, and her dad was like, she doesn't need to. <laughs> she's doing like six. Yeah, feet. she's good. Right. It's it's funny because yeah. like now one of my favorite things that uh, they said on a podcast, kind of funny gaming, where they were like, you know, I'm not quite famous, but I mean a lot to a small amount of people. Like you suddenly now have these like micro audiences that are sometimes huge. But I remember my friend Steve worked, who also went to Columbia College, would do, he worked at San Diego Comic-Con for IGN as a PA. And they were interviewing the Blade Runner 2049 cast. And he sent me a photo with like the host of that show, and, and Brian Gosling and Harrison Ford. And everybody was like, man, I'm living my dream. And I just looked at him and was like, is that Brian Altano from IGN? I love his <laughs> And he was like, like what are you i'm sitting this to harrison ford and i was like Indian. yeah but like i can get a beer with brian like harrison right. ford doesn't care about me like, what am i gonna say to him like indiana jones and star wars are some of the single greatest things of all time and he'll just be like i know i know <laughs> get out of here where's my family you know you have an accessibility to it too where there is like people like i'm never gonna sit down and have dinner with tom cruise but if i ran into some of these people at comic-con there's like a chance that they would be like like me and just be like hello how are you i would love that you're fans where it's like you know if the cast of the avengers walks by they have more security than the president and like maybe i'll be like chris evans and he'll be like right back at you you know right <laughs> you are too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's such a great point because especially with yeah. things like twitch and podcasts you know i listen to a lot of comedians and their podcasts and the thing is like they've they've taken that format and they've connected more with their audience so that now when they go and perform everyone in the audience knows who they are they know what they've been going because they listen every week to what they've been up to so there's these inside jokes that people like get and they can see almost like the comedy being formed every week as they sort of come up with jokes and and like it creates this connection and with twitch you literally interact with people all the time and i you know i've got on streams where people are like oh hey what's up and like you get this you know, this back and forth with these people that, you know, if you are a big fan, you know, you get to actually connect with them. Whereas like a Harrison Ford, like that's a guy that exists in a screen somewhere. I will never yeah. know that guy and I'll never, you know, whatever, I'll never meet him. But I can hop on Twitch and see some of my, like my personal favorites and be like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, Haha, they said hi to me. That's crazy. And, you know, I can make them take a drink of water if I cash in my points. Like, it's amazing. Like I control them. I can. They interact yeah. with the things that I want. And what's a what's such a cool idea to be able to get people to do that? It's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, the concept of the of of building your community as a means to success is is something that it's such a simple concept, not super easy to do and to do on that scale, but such a simple concept that I think has leveled the the success playing field where you don't. To, to Doug's point. You don't have to go through those gatekeepers. You don't have to become a Tom Cruise or a or a Harrison Ford, uh, you know, to to hit that that level of you know your your wife's cousin is making six figures. Like I don't need like I'm good. I have good. I have hit my success level, yeah. and that's amazing. What I also find interesting though is the and again I think it it stems more from the older generations is looking at that and 
still not considering that successful or a career or, a real or they're job like, or, yeah. or a real job. And you're just like, well, no, these kids are putting in like probably like 12 hour days. They're, they're conceptualizing, they're filming, they're editing, they're promoting, they're, they're on. always like, thinking like, even if, if they're not on yes. camera, they're writing down what they're about to do on camera next. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it's, but for some reason, because it's not, you know, working, uh, you know, going to a cubicle and having that pension and having your benefits and all the traditional things, it just doesn't equate to real. It's just, well, that's play. It's like, yeah, but they're making more than you ever made in your career. So what, how does that yeah. work? Yeah. I think that's always been a weird thing with like any creative industry is there is a sense of play to it. And I right. think once there's a sense of play, they've done enough. I don't know who it is. I don't want to be like the propaganda because that's not really what it is. But like <laughs> the marketing and advertising of a certain time did a good enough job being like, this is work and this is play and they mm -hmm. are separated. And when you are 18, it ends. And it's like, okay, but like maybe it doesn't. Like, right. Right. I don't know. Like you get into, cause now like no one cares. Like I always talk to my mom and she's like, well, you know, are you dating anybody? I'm like, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, whatever. And she's like, well, do they care about all those toys you have? And I'm usually like, no, they don't. And if they do, I don't want them around. Then they're not care. a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there used to be a question I always taught, like when I was growing up, parents or, or adults would be like, when are you going to stop playing those games? And I'm like, well, if they could see me now by PS5, I'm like, the answer is never. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, because I get it to a certain extent, right? Like these types of games and stuff didn't exist. I mean, if they did, it was in such a rudimentary fashion. And right. then, I mean, I remember growing up and just, you know, the NES, the Super Nintendo, like all that sort of stuff. Like I was just completely engrossed. But even then, those games were, you know, pretty basic. And then you see right. like the things that exist now. It's like these are experiences and these are stories that you just can't get anywhere else because you're a part of it. And, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where also, you know, I remember <laughs> my mom was like giving my brother and I crap about this. And my brother's like, I have way better hand-eye coordination than you will ever have because I've been playing this. I have better because I think about it too, like the, the some of the games I play, I'm like, these are great strategy games. I'm thinking of ways to solve problems. I'm playing against an AI and I'm trying to figure out what I can do to defeat them on the field of battle. You know, like what do I need to do? And you know, I'm playing against other players and I'll always be middle of the road. That's the that, that's probably the hardest thing that I ever had to play to swallow is like I may have been good for I don't know my block but once you open up to the rest of the world you're like oh I'm average at best that's probably the yeah. best I'm gonna be and you were good for rural Missouri I was good for <laughs> rural Missouri um oh, yeah. and uh but just you know opening up in those skills and like that sort of stuff I think is important now you know a little goes a long way uh but like cause i want to get my daughter into it she comes up sometimes like dad let's play the computer i'm like what do you want to play and she wants to play some tower defense games i'm like great let's figure this out like let's think about how we're going to stop these zombies from trying to get to the point like let's do that and uh we have a really good time with it but yeah it's something i just don't think people can conceptualize like you said this is play this is childish this is mm -hmm. whatever go get a go out there to the real job put on a suit and you need to interview and you got to do all these things. It's like, ah, that's, you know, it's a weird world, man. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And watching too, I remember like talking about uh, you, you're, you would sit and watch your brother for hours, play video games. And oh, yeah. I think it's kind of funny how it comes full circle where, cause we did, would do the same thing. You know, you'd sit there with your, you know, uh, French onion dip and your bowl of chips and you'd, yeah. watch, you'd take turns watching each other play video games, you know? And, uh, and now people are making literal careers out of having people watch them play video games. I just, I love 
yeah it's so funny it's it's so funny and simple because i would it makes sense because are we we playing like red dead redemption or like last of us my wife is just watching me play and she's like is ali gonna be okay (laughs) so you're you're good with just watching me. He's like, I don't want to play it, but this this looks like a movie. This well, is fascinating. Yeah. It goes back to the arcade experience, right? Where you had people in school who would go, well, I figured out, I, I know how to get Reptile. I can ah. get him in Mortal Kombat. And you go, you can't get him. You don't know what you're talking about. A green ninja? We right. all got to go see Tom at the arcade. <laughs> and you would gather around this thing and see if they couldn't hit up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start, start, ba, 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 ba to see if it would happen. Right. So when I think, I'm like, oh man, I'm surprised Twitch blew up. I'm like, no, I'm not. Because I used to sit with greasy food and sweat next to people closer than I've ever been on a CRTV screen to see if they could like mash the right combo buttons at the right time. So of mm-hmm. course there's some guy who's able to go, I can beat Sonic 2 in 20 minutes and 100,000 people are going to go, yeah, let's see. Let me see that. If he's also funny, yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm sticking around. Right. Yeah. No, that's such yeah. a good point. I, I, I have fond memories of going to malls and going to the arcade. And I remember there was this county fair in middle of nowhere, Missouri, where they had a Mortal Kombat 2. And I remember my friend and I parked our asses there and it was winter stays. And there was this one guy that just wouldn't leave. And like, finally he, he got defeated and everyone was like, the king is fallen. It was just like this beautiful moment of like, he did it. He lost. Get to the back of the line. You son of a bitch. You know, like it was just this weird, like amazing moment. I mean, for me, I barely played Final Fantasy 7. I watched my brother play it, and I know that story inside out without ever playing it. I would do, the one thing my brother didn't like doing was chocobo racing, so I would go and I would make sure I would do all the the mating and I would get them, and I would also help him grind levels. Whenever he wasn't around, he's like, if you want to play, you go to this island and you grind. We need to get this material leveled up. I was like, okay! And that's the only thing I would do. The life of a younger brother. Final Fantasy VII, the way, like, assistants try to get into Hollywood. You just are doing the stuff that the real employees don't want to do. I was essentially a gold farmer in MMOs before that was a thing. I was like, I'll grind your experience for you. I'll get your material leveled up. I did all the things he didn't want to do. And I was like, I'm contributing. But I just like watching that game unfold. The cinematics at the time were unparalleled. And I was like... She died. Sephiroth killed her. Oh my god. Like, it was just these amazing things. And I was completely content. My brother does that now. He's like, hey, come play this. I'm like, I'll watch you. I have no desire to play this game, but I'll watch you play it. I I can't do joysticks. I'm a PC player. I'm like, I can't. I can't do that. You know, I was like, I'm happy to sit back and just watch it. Same thing with Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm like, my daughter was there. I was like, she wants you to rob the train. Go rob the train. He was like, all right. And she just goes and robs the train. It was just a fun, entertaining experience. so fascinated that Spoiler for, for Red Dead Redemption 2, it's been out forever. But the lead character gets tuberculosis halfway through it, and she's like, are you a different character? And I was like, oh, yeah, the other guy died. She's like, wait, what? He coughed himself to death, <laughs> <Right>. you know. <laughs> like, how is this a Game- thing? Yeah. Game of Thrones rules in this game. <laughs> yeah. There are no rules. I want to go back to, uh, Blake, you mentioned about, like, you know, reboots and people in the rooms uh, doing that. That's essentially what your podcast is, right? You're going back and you're exploring all of the things that existed before. Tell her, I know we're... <laughs> This, like like I said, we pull on threads and we just follow where these threads go. I'm thrilled with it. I but what but I want to talk a little bit about your podcast and what you what you guys explore because I listened to the Mortal Kombat episode you guys did, which was fantastic, by the way. If you all haven't already, go watch it. Go watch it. Go listen to it. It's it's phenomenal. You guys do such a great job of breaking it down. 
Yeah, so the show, what I would kind of say it is, is looking back at not so much the reviews of reboots, remakes, and sequels, but it's more the why. If you were, we told this story once, maybe in a different medium, maybe as a movie, and it connected with an audience for a reason. What was that reason? Why did it work then? And why are we doing it again? If you look at some, and sometimes, right, money can be an answer. But every now and then we will get kind of into a like, well, we've been saying the same thing thematically for years. We've been you we just did a mini series on like the buddy cop genre, uh, pairing it up with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with with Jamie, who you mentioned. And one of the things we really found there was, you know, we talk about all these interesting themes and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and these ideas of race and systemic racism and these problems. These have been in these buddy cop movies since the 60s like we've been it feels like a rise against song we've been screaming for years (laughs) uh so the show is really being like okay well the mortal kombat game came out why did that break through the way it did why did it connect to audiences the way it did what was revolutionary about it and that answer is is violence but then you go well then why did this movie connect it wasn't an r-rated movie we we turned the two main characters into zombies we but there is still something ethereal in there and what are we now exploring and if we're going to keep doing it what do we want to keep exploring how do you find a new young audience with a game or a movie or a book you know we're doing lord of the rings again right like why do we keep doing this like it Right. Is it important? Is it not important? Is my long ramble to basically be like, we take an adaptation, we take the original and we go, what, what are we doing? What a great way to explore it, right? Because, you know, reboots in general, just they seem lazy, right? We're going to take what it already exists because they're like, it's safe in a certain extent, right? It worked before. It should work again. But this time we want to get a new generation involved. That's why Disney's doing these live action, you know, remakes of all these things that were big hits. Because new these parents are going to have fond memories of it. They're going to take their kids to it. We're going to get them again. And uh, I, I'm often in a pretty big defender of Disney. But I also know that Disney is uh, a money-making machine, baby. They are the definition of... Out dollars. Yeah. What IP do we have? Mighty Ducks? Sure. People are asking for this. Put this back out there. Hey, people <laughs> love to quack. They've been doing it for years. They need a refresher. Let's get them back in. Emilio Estevez, you're still alive. Get in here. Well, I think, you know, I like looking at it that way, too, because it kind of keeps us from just, like, poo-pooing all over a movie where it's like, I don't really ever want to go in and be like, this director and writer ruined everything. And it's sure. like, well... You know, you look at the new Mortal Kombat movie, and yes, there's a lot of silly things. There's a lot of things that don't work. But when Kung Lao throws his hat down and that bat lady flies into it, I was grinning from ear to ear. When Sub-Zero <laughs> turned on all of his ice, I was like, I don't care how dumb Jax's arms are. This is <laughs> you know, I'm a picky eater. I'm a vegetarian. You learn to eat around the stuff you don't want. You got to do it with movies sometimes. There have been many That's movies a- that Blake and I will go see, and then we're like, this is dumb. This is dumb. And then something super cool will happen. You're like, well, they won me over. I'm good. <laughs> That's a really good way of looking at it, too. The, uh, the the picking around what you don't like, because I think it really is. It's, it's so easy to just go in and just shit on something that is, you know, uh, 80% bad. And you just, you're like, well, Forget that 20%. It's 80% bad, so it's bad. And finding that little nugget of gold where you're like, cool, I can I can hang on to that and I can enjoy this aspect of it and it may actually lighten up the rest of the movie for me. Yeah. I think that's it, that's much harder to do. And yeah, uh, we I think do it's our, something that... We do ahead. our best to never go in hot where we're like, all right, we're just going to go destroy this and rip <clears> this apart. We're like, hold on, let's come at this from apart. Like, there are some positive things in here. And we usually try to start with the good before yeah. we kind of 
uh, put the sugar on before we, we just get all sour. But it's it's never been a point where like we're just going to eviscerate this film because I, I what what good comes of that? Like I don't think anything's important. Well, and you know we're also like we're filmmakers in some senses, we're artists in some senses. We know what it's like to be like I really want to get this made and do this, and here's what I'm trying to do, and some of it doesn't work. So and it, it's hard, right? It's hard right. to make a movie. It's hard to get it distributed. It's it's very challenging, but yeah. uh, it, 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 I'm sure the TikTokers and Twitch streamers and YouTubes have the same thing. I'm sure our podcast, Terrence just said we never come in hot. We've definitely come in hot sometimes. <laughs> like, you, know, you, yeah. you start watching things like Poor Captain America. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like every now and then you're just like, "What are we doing here, guys? Like, come on!" But and you know, it, it happens, and that's why, like, one of the weird things I've been doing in like the pandemic that I think most people are is this a great self reflection. And when we were watching Captain America and the Winter Soldier, I was like. I don't always rise up the way Captain America does. And then I'd be like, well, hold on now. He's a fictional person who is not <laughs> never going to make mistakes. Because one of the things, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about it in a minute, but one of the things I kind of said a lot was, you know, we all hate John Walker, but the writers kind of made us do it. Remember when Spider-Man was like, that guy killed my uncle and I'm full of rage, going to go murder him in cold blood. And then he just tripped instead. So Spider-Man's not a killer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we we've done this storyline a lot, and then at the moment been like, we got to get this guy off the board, but we want everyone to love our character. And I'm like, yeah, it's a weird thing when you think about right. what these the Supermans and Captain Americas, these characters that people think are boring, mean. It's like, well, they're they're meant to tell us the best versions of ourselves, this aspiration, this goal, and you're not always going to do it because it is hard. If you have a boss that's on top of you, not to be like, shut up and let me get my job done. Right. It's hard when you watch something like Batman versus Superman to be like, what's good in this movie? It's really hard sometimes. <laughs> that's a really good point. Um, and I'm so glad our uh, Australian fan isn't here to hear you uh, prop up Superman because he's constantly talking about how Superman Returns is one of the best movies ever made. And I was like, dude, make your own podcast about that. And, uh, Me and my you know. wife should have a conversation. She <laughs> that movie. I'm like, this movie is so boring. Can yeah. we stop? What are we doing here? Yeah. He, right he's, now. he's a big Superman fan and he brings it up, uh, any chance that he can get. But, um, I, I know what you mean. Like watching things like, uh, you know, it, you know, we can start heading in the direction now, but like with Falcon, the Winter soldier, what I think I've appreciated most about this show is how much I took Captain America, Steve Rogers for granted. And I realize now, as these characters try to fill his shoes, that's like, there's no one that can be Steve Rogers. And you realize how important he was with the power that he had because he was such a lawfully good person. You know, he had these powers. He had a good moral compass. He didn't give in to rage. You know, he was the guy that was, you know, that's what I loved so much about, you know, Civil War is everyone's like, dude, we got to sign these things. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it because this means X, Y, and Z. He's like, I'm going to stand strong, even though everyone else wants me to, and I could easily do it. I'm not going to do it because it's not right. And you're absolutely right, Blake. And it's like, we want to be the Steve Rogers in our life, right? We want to be the person that's like, I am going to stand up for what's right. But then you get to a situation where someone's like, hey, you need to do this or you're going to lose your job. You're like, okay, 
I gotta pay the rent. <laughs> well, it, you know, you look at the evolution of characters that were popular, and we've been revisiting a ton of movies the last year because we've had nothing but time. <laughs> and like, there are you know plenty of ones you go, ah, you really couldn't do that anymore. It's like, oh man, like characters like Rick and Morty, these guys are just assholes. Why were they popular? I'm like, well, there was a time where the aspiration that we wanted was to say whatever we wanted, do whatever we wanted, and have everybody laugh and like date us for it. There was a while where like that kind of character was popular because there was some dumb part of you at 17 that was like, I want to kick down a door to a party, be hilarious, shoot down the guy who's rude to me, and then swing my arm around the girl I want and walk out. And now I think we're all kind of being like, no, I want to be the guy who's fighting for good all the time right. because we're seeing how bad the world is around us. Yeah. That Such a good point, right? Like a lot of a lot of these movies reflect our culture. And that's why sometimes you look back at the 90s action movies, you're like, Jesus, man, what were we doing? Like, oh, we man, did a rewatch. So thick. Yeah, we did a rewatch during this of my wife and I of, of the Bond series. And those those first era bombs, you're like, oh. Oh, there. We were doing things very wrong back, back then. But that was that was the character everybody wanted, right? They were like, right? "Well, men want to be him, and women want him, and that's what it is." And yeah. it's like, yeah, sure, I get that. I would love if everybody, if every single person thought I was awesome because I was just doing whatever I wanted. That mm -hmm. would be amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because there's a sense of that, right? Probably some of that is, you know, people want that freedom or they long for that freedom to do what you want because of what the culture was doing. And, you know, you go back now, decades later. Like I just recently rewatched Beverly Hills Cop. Great movie. But I'm also like, huh, you've got this cop from Detroit going to Beverly Hills and he's encouraging them to break the rules and not follow the law. And he's celebrated for that. I'm like what like obviously in today's day and age that doesn't sit well when you're like ah no you guys should probably follow the rules and yeah. not do bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that, how that goes you know that's what makes that show both wandavision and falcon the winter soldier so compelling is this complexity that's in there of you know what, why is Sam worthy of the shield why did John Walker fail what what did Steve leave us and this even this end moment when Sam is like, it doesn't really matter what Steve thought. He's not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And as this show went on, I kept going, I, Steve doesn't fit in this world they're in. He's, he is almost too good to be here. He is almost a, a monastery of what was. Like mm -hmm. he, he lived in this time where it was just like where the good guys and the bad guys and the bad guys are Nazis and it's very black and white and here we go. And you get to how Sam and everybody else is dealing with it in this new modern America, this post blip world. And it's like, well, is there really room for a guy? And it goes back to the first Avengers too, right? When he says the stars and stripes, that's a little old fashioned. And Coulson's like, we're going to need a little old fashioned right now. We're going to need a little. And it's like, do we now? Or do we need a Sam Wilson who's going to go, you need to step up, Senator. And she wasn't entirely wrong. And these labels you're putting on everybody are dangerous and bad. Now, granted, that also gets complicated because, you know, they're blowing up buildings and killing like, people. I, I understand the sentiment, Sam. Yes, thug. Using the word thugs and terrorists are wrong. However, she was a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, it was, you know. It, By the very definition. <laughs> the bell, yeah. 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 
yeah. I, I do think it's interesting to see, like, if you take it back from, like you said, the, the very first uh, Avengers movie, how it was in that time was very black and white. It was like aliens bad, people of Earth good. We need to stop this invasion and the murder of the planet. So, like, it was very, very cut and dry. And as the Marvel movies have progressed, they've started to explore. And this is something that I think DC has just never they've never taken the time to figure out how to do. And uh, I just, yeah, I don't, they, there's no, there's no one like Feige who's overseeing the thing to help guide them in that path. But, but Marvel has started to get a little bit more granular with like, now we're talking about more domestic things instead of these, this on an alien level. Now we're talking about things that are very applicable to our current situation with borders and things like that. And so it's been interesting to see them start in this very large galactic sense and then start narrowing it down and tackling uh, a little bit more nuanced themes. And I think that's what makes it so relatable. Whereas DC just, everyone's a God. No one can, you yeah, know. I said the problem yeah. with DC is that they're all, they're all God. So it kind yeah. of becomes hard to, to shrink things down. And what I think what's going to be cool is I, it seems like we're going to take this time to shrink this down, get into the nuts and bolts of everything, and then eventually go back to big. Where it's like, oh, you now have in the brain, you guys all have this background for all these guys. Now we're just going to blow some stuff up again. Cause right. Yeah. I've loved I've lo to do that with what yeah. they've set up. I've loved that with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, just because you've, you're actually also getting to see kind of like what I've loved about Marvel is they institute something big happen, like, right, the Battle of New York. That had repercussions throughout the entire universe same thing you know as you go along it's like the blip is the same thing like you get to see you saw a little bit of that with you know spider-man far from home and then wandavision yeah. and then this it's like i i am a real practical dork and so when I that scene with like, Sam, what are the justification? Like, how does this work? How did this? Yeah. Well, no, that's like the bank scene with Sam and it's and his great. sister, and he's like, ah, we don't have financial records of you for the past five years. I'm like, five oh years. my god, like, you're right. Oh, what would it like sense. to buy a home? Like, what are your yeah. taxes like? Yeah. And my brain just is off to the races, and I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. My my brain exploded that moment, and I was sitting there. I was like, I love how Marvel has almost given us and i'm sure they're going to continue this on but it's given us three different sort of looks at how the blip affects like for the kids they didn't have adult life to stuff to deal with so spider-man comes back like oh, i'm just older or i'm younger while everybody else is growing up and that's yeah. literally for them that's going to be it for wanda that monica rambo sequence at the beginning of that episode is terrifying it that game i still i just got chills thinking about that the idea yeah. of just people coming back in the chaos and like oh yeah, Oof. insane. And then you get the real, like the, the realistic side of it with with Falcon Winter Soldier. Like you said, you go to the bank, you're like, yeah, you haven't been around for five years. We have nothing of record for you. Plus, hate to say this, you're black, so you wouldn't have gotten anything before that anyway. You're like, well, that kind of supersedes everything else, so <laughs> right, we're good to go there. And then you know, you're talking about the border. Like people have adapted for five years of moving their lives, and I love the argument of like, well, what about the people that are back? It's not a simple. It's not a simple thing to figure out, but you got to because imagine half of this planet not existing and then they come back. First of all, how many people died just coming back? You know what I mean? Just like, now I know Wherever I've heard people are. say that Hulk, when he did it, took that into account and made sure that people who were in the air and the plane didn't fall to their death or whatever. You were but in a car and then that car is not there anymore. You just pop popping up on the in the highway because that's right. not gonna end because up. i mean we saw that in far from home right kids are playing basketball and then the band just pops into the into the area so safe sure but there i mean the 
even the, just in that hospital, people are now back in the hospital in that WandaVision episode. It's like people are there and the hospital's like, oh my God, what do we do? Like yeah. it's, it's it's just in, and then the psychological damage that comes after that, which is what I loved about WandaVision, just like just the weight of that on your shoulders. And, and then, you know, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's like, how do you know what, because everyone's a little bit right. You know, like it's not fair that the people who just came back, they got they got taken away for no reason. And now they're back. What about their homes? They didn't give those up. But then you've got these people like we've been here dealing with the consequences. What about us? There's there's no easy way to do it. And that's what I love about the shows that explores that stuff. I love these dirty questions or these middle ground areas, because one of my favorite parts for WandaVision is when Wanda comes out of the bubble after everything's she's turned everything back and everybody's just staring at her. They're like giving her that mean mug like you Mm -hmm. messed up my life. And then she goes over to Monica and Monica's like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm going through grief, too. I'm not going to lie. If I had those powers, there's a chance I'd do the exact same thing you just did. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're getting into a lot of the and I think it's going to get grayer and grayer, at least in the shows mm-hmm. of like how good and how bad are some of these heroes and villains? Cause you look at like the, the John Walker conversation is that he's unforgivable. We don't like him. He's terrible. He's awful. He just can't do it right. But then, yeah, you do look at like WandaVision or even Iron Man. You look at the first Iron Man. It's like, okay, well he made a, a, a little human ship and then flew to another country and then shot five just people in the head. Shooting. And then <laughs> blew up a tank, murdered. you know, like just, <laughs> Like, and I did then, it with style. Like I'm gonna turn around. I'm not even gonna look at you. I you <laughs> and then he bounced. And then he just left. He didn't try to help any of these people find their families or food or water. He just rolled in, shot right. him in the skull, went away. Right. That was it. But we don't really ever have that conversation. And I feel like it's starting to be more and more like, like the X Men comics, where you start going, well, here's what we did and what we didn't do, and this hurt these people, and. How are people going to look at everybody? How are we going to look at Wanda when she comes back in Doctor Strange 2 and is saving the day? And Or is it really just going to be like this pocket of Westview that does not like her? Or are we going to get into more and more like, you know what she did? Because they do this in the comics. Like House of M posits the same question where it's like, well... I guess in House of M, it's it's Quicksilver who kind of does it. But we've recreated the entire world to fit one need. Mm-hmm. Are you still a superhero in that situation? Right. What great are, questions. Like, you know what I mean? Like great questions to ask and all that. I love at the end of WandaVision, the townspeople weren't like, thanks. And they just like right. hugged her and moved on. They're like, I don't like you and I never will. You tortured me for how long? Like, right. yeah. get out of but here. Also, yeah. But also was smart enough to know that we can't touch you because you could just completely destroy us. So yeah. we're right. just going to stand over here and look at you evilly. Yeah. <laughs> we're just we're just going to not like you from a distance. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of what I liked about Civil War, too, because I, you know, it, it posited a lot of things like both Tony and Cap were right, you know, but in their own ways. Like, I was more on Cap's side where he's like, listen, you know, they feel bad about what happened, right? Like all the, but at the same time, I kind of look at it as like, well, what were they fighting and what were they preventing? Nothing that we had ever seen before in this universe, right? Yes, there's going to be collateral damage. And that's not saying that it's okay. But at the same time, you know, 
they focused on the blast in, in Lagos, but at the same time, like, they stopped a guy with a biological weapon. And if you're like, oh, by the way, um, you don't have clearance to go in here, and I get that, right? International borders, you have this group of people that are just going wherever they want, and you're like, hey, I don't want you just coming into my country and fucking murdering people, like, especially yeah. civilians. But at the same time, it's like, what is it that they're trying to do here, right? They're not sitting there trying to create, a, you know, uh, their own sort of, like, um, black market trade or whatever, like trying to stop the bad guys. But I, but again, it's just so nuanced, and I love that because this is the first time I've seen something like a comic book franchise dive into the nitty gritty of there's rep- repercussions, right? Because that was the one after the first Avengers movies, like man, they must have just like New York would be like, what's the billions of damage that they did? And they talked about that for many movies, and maybe in Daredevil they mentioned it, like you know all that sort of stuff. It was this giant reverberation throughout the entire world of what do we do and how do we survive and let's face it that's a shitty world to live in if you're just an average person at any point in time something awful is gonna happen if you don't have superpowers i just bought bought this car and cap just springboarded off of it crap right (laughs) you see the hulk you're like fuck the hulk's here oh god everyone's insurance companies are like uh oh god we're not gonna be able to do this anymore like they don't offer insurance anymore it's just like sorry you're on your own like we're bankrupt we can't do this anymore (laughs) or these premiums are so far through the roof this is practical duck he's off and running now you know he's getting into the (laughs) nitty-gritty yeah guys go if you need to go get something to eat (laughs) doug will will take this over for a while don't worry about it it's it's funny because I feel like these were questions we used to not ask because it kind of broke the movie. Exactly. It was because it was, we watched uh, we watched Ocean's Twelve last night in our apartment, and there's the, like, oh, she's playing Jennifer Roberts, and everyone hates that because it's uh-huh. not very good. And Bruce Willis is there, and I kind of was like, you know why people don't like this? It's the same reason that I don't like when we bring up pop culture in movies because in Endgame, Tony does the on your left Lebowski, and we all went, well, hold on, because <laughs> Jeff hole. Bridges is yeah. the Iron Monger. at any point point when you were together where you're like do you know who you look like and with ocean 12 i was like okay so bruce willis is here you have tofu grace who's been playing himself for all these movies now we've introduced this idea that she looks like a real actress yeah right so because then we watched oceans 13 right after and i was like you know it's amazing that danny osha can still walk into this casino and people don't know who he is and my roommate was like yeah it's also amazing now that we know she looks like jennifer roberts that there isn't anybody being like you look like george clooney and you look like brad pitt is that brad pitt and i was like this is why people hate these questions it's funny because now we have to go in oceans 11 who played Tyler Durden. <laughs> <laughs> you just bring up Fight Club and you're like, I'm very confused now. Oh, <laughs> you just made my day because I don't typically think, because there's also sometimes where you hear like just common colloquialisms, you know, in some of these things, it's like, wait, is that something that they would say? Or like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing. Like it, it kind of like, it feels off. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but you hear something, maybe it's a period piece or something. It's like, huh? What? Definitely. It definitely like I my brain does that all the time because Spider Man brings up Star Wars and I'm like, well, when he sees Nick Fury, does he get confused? Does he like nice? <laughs> right. What are, you, what are you doing here? Oh, that's hilarious. Well, he doesn't make reference to seeing the new ones, just the old ones, you know. So we don't that's know if he's right. seen. Like, in maybe this he world... was smart enough to not watch the the old the prequels. Yeah. Or maybe they just thank God don't exist in this world. Like, it's just they say, never had to deal it, with it. It was always owned by Disney. They only made those three movies. <laughs> And they just said, that's it. We're done. It's good. good. We're good to go. No need to explore this further. Hollywood makes a lot of new IPs in the MCU world. (laughs) They're not retreading it. 
That's amazing. So, um, what are some of the most, like, we kind of talked about already, but like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like what, what are some of the things that stood out to you as far as like, wow, this is a really cool moment. And what do you think, yeah, what do you think worked best in like sort of driving this, this whole universe forward? It's funny for me, I, I, Blake and I talked about this on ours. I don't know if they quite stuck the landing overall, because there are a lot of threads that I thought were still hanging with Bucky sort of got a short end of the stick. Sharon, I don't I don't know what the power broker Sharon's thing was. But for me, what hit the most throughout this entire thing was the Sam of it all. Like I thought seeing him because the first thought that I had after in in game when Cap gave him the shield and everybody was like, oh Sam's gonna be the the the, the, the Cap. I'm like, cool, cool. And I'm sitting there like, I don't think a black dude should be having that shield because that could I don't know how the world's gonna take that. Um and it made sense in the movie because I'm like, you're not going to give it to the guy who's, who, who said five words and he murders people, so he can't have it. <laughs> so it made sense that it's Sam, but my brain is like, I don't know if the world's ready for that. I, I've seen the world, mm-hmm. but I also didn't think that a show would actually, a Disney show would go into that. Like one of the scenes that hit me the hardest was the when when Bucky and Sam are just in the street talking after they leave Bradley's house and the cops come around. And oh, yeah. it's not until they recognize that he is a celebrity that they're like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to leave you alone. But Bucky's Bucky's talking like, no, we're, we're fine. We don't need you here. And all these unnecessary officers that are showing up and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this world. Uh, this sucks. And it's not until they realize that he's, he's a, an Avenger and it's that they're like, Oh, and, they, and, and that truthfully doesn't really matter. Cause we saw in the bank loan, he was, he was a celebrity and they're like, I don't care. That's fine. I don't care. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. So for me, all of that, I love that they took the steps to sort of show how hard it is for one, the world to accept a black man, but for a black man to be like, I'm okay with putting on this flag because this flag means something different to me than it does to a lot of the, the rest of the world. And for me, that's what this series hit home. Even the fact that Bucky sort of had that moment mm-hmm. he's like, yo, I did not realize that giving you this shield my my white privilege didn't allow me to know that this was going to be an issue. And for that, I apologize. And I was like, oh, my God, this what is happening in this show? And so I, I messaged Blake when the first shot of Sam in that cap outfit came on. I got goosebumps. Like, I actually started tearing up a little bit. I was like, I and he was not. like, you've been dropping the happening. ball as a white friend, Blake. you got to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's a wonderful point because, like, the Isaiah Bradley stuff was, like, so powerful because he obviously was cynical for a very good reason. He's just like, how yeah. can you wear that? How can you even pick up that shield based on what what it means for us? I was like, oh, yeah. man. what yeah, a- his, his, his line back to him was like... One, you shouldn't want it was like, but if a black man, I just say something about a black man if he wants to put that shield on. I'm like, oh, he's not. That's there's some accuracy to that. Yeah. Um, but Sam's thought is like, all right, I'm going to try and change that. And I think of all the things that we see, as much as Bucky has some issues and has, as John Walker was sort of the revenge one, just the moment I'm took to like, I'm going to go talk to Kari first before we we go into like, let me have a conversation. That alone shows that he's the right man for the job because he's going in with the morality basis first let me do this stuff talk through this first before we start kick kick punching yeah um, it's great yeah i think all of all of that like the sam the, the marvel movies and shows their characters are the best parts so even when they're like they don't stick the landing cap speech at the end was great them parting at the end was great all of sam's characterizations and for me it was that moment that terrence mentioned of him being like we didn't think about what it would mean and i liked it for t- two reasons the first being like yeah, this kind of proves my thesis of like we had Steve and Bucky at a time where it was very black and white and they 
probably the subtext to me of that was this was also the era where we said don't see color so they were probably just like he's a person he's not black captain america he would be captain america or now it is that like see me and see these differences in us and know our history but it did also give me that weird moment where i was like oh crap there are a lot of times where i have not thought of that because i have white male privilege also and oh no um which you know i i like when a show makes me kind of have to do that self-reflection but even like when zemo has his bit of like it captures the african-american experience i was like oh shit i've done stuff like that before (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) sam's response is like he doesn't get to do that that's very problematic but he is right like that that is how you would respond like he is onto something but he should not be the one to to verbalize it it really (laughs) made you realize you know and, and not just hollywood and not just these tables but even our podcast right at the end of it there they part of sam's speech is if you're gonna make decisions that impact people have the people that it impacts in the room and we for a podcast a couple years ago back when you could have cons we did a uh, a diversity panel of like the first time you felt represented and it was i host the show and it was a very diverse show and it was a very diverse panel but i still in the back of my mind was like i shouldn't be hosting this <laughs> Sure. Like it, yeah. there, there's like such a very weird thing and it and even like uh it probably even kind of sounds bad now but i'm like i'm just so happy i can talk about these things like with terrence instead of just like a bunch of other white people and be like isn't it great that we have this black character now and it's like well let's there's only so deep that we can get into it mm-hmm. and you do learn a lot there's a lot of times on another podcast we joke about um I'm the only white person and often they're like, well, you know, the white privilege. And I'm like, I can take the slings and arrows and it's good that we do this. It's good. It's good. In fact, because I'm going to, con- we're all going to constantly mess up. It's good to have somebody be like, no, stop. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have the conversation. Right. And and that I agree. Like being able to have those conversations and those perspectives is so important. Um, recently in our discord, someone had posted a, an article. It was a shitty headline, but the article was really good. Essentially, it was like, hey, um, it was positing that there's a lot of games coming out that are like kind of showcasing diversity, but they're all white women. They're the like article. exactly, exactly what you're about. yeah, and I was like, I was reading through it. I'm like, this is, you know, I think that again, headline was real shitty and clickbaity, but I really liked the concept of it because years ago, my brother had a friend who's black, and he said the reason why he really enjoyed the Mass Effect franchise was you could create your character, and it was one of the first games where he could create a likeness of himself and as a black character being the hero because mm-hmm. that didn't exist. Everything was just a white person mostly a white male and that's that really to this day has stuck with me where i'm like of course me being a white male never crossed my mind as like hey we should have like really good representation because everyone needs to see a hero and so when i see the trailer for like shang chi i'm like i just see a bunch of asian faces i'm like how exciting is this like to be able to see you know all this representation up there i'm like god you know uh, it's only 2021 i mean we got there um you know and and it's hopefully we'll see more you know i just was watching black panther again the other day i'm like another movie where i'm like ah this is such a good fucking movie with great representation you know i'm like ah i didn't know i I, you know i was like i'm so dumb i didn't know i needed this it's like of course I remember leaving the theater for Black Panther and that feeling that that high. It, I, it, I don't think I'll get that again. I got a little bit of it after Infinity War, but like that's the <laughs> time I was like, this is nuts. Seeing that trailer for Shang Chi, while I am not of that 
that culture, I'm like, oh, I'm happy for them. I hope this, I hope this freaking knocks it out of the park because I, yeah. I hope they get what, where I was, where I got that feeling. Yeah. And it shows you too that, you know, we talk about originality and new ideas and how hard is it to realize that if you just had people who didn't look like you, you would have new ideas. You want new horror movies and new <sighs> mythologies and new yes. wars. Go get Hispanic, African-American, Indian, Native American Indian. Get all of them in the rooms and make some new stuff. Mm. There's mm -hmm. so much lore and mythology and, mm. and, and culture. And we've for so long just been like Catholicism and it's a church and a nun. <laughs> Those are, like, okay. I get, when I see a movie trailer that's like, oh, this is a scary movie. Here's the, I'm like, I'm out. It's, yeah. I, it's I've seen it. I've seen, seen the it. Exorcist. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need any more. Yeah. And I mean, we all for, know Catholics are scary. We yeah. don't need that anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah I've also seen it. Spotlight. I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm fine. You know? And it's, 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 it's so even scarier. <laughs> that Kotaku article, because it made me think of my. <laughs> My very good friend, um, she, when she first played Pokemon Silver, which was the first Pokemon game, back to Pokemon, <laughs> that you could choose your gender. And I remember oh. her being like, finally, at last. And then you look at that article and I go, yeah, what this is really proving is that most creative areas and most industries in general look at diversity as a checklist. And when yes. they, it skewed white, straight, cis male for so long that when they go, we now have five women, they go, we did it, diversity. <laughs> As it's like, well, mission no. accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's something Terrence and I have talked about a lot on our podcast. Of like, well, we're getting a lot more African American movies. We're get, not getting as much Asian movies or this or that. And it's we got to do it all at once. We can't right. just. Like, it's not. It's not a a meal where we can open it up and be like, and we, or groceries where we can be like, and the women and the men. Yeah, right. And it's, the and like, you got to do it all at once. It's interesting because I. I mean, I that article I read it too, and it didn't. You didn't realize that there's a obviously we all have versions of privileges and I have the, the male privilege. Because when I'm playing Last of Us 2 and I love that game, didn't even think much about it. I was like, oh, Ellie and Abby are both white women. Like they're just, I didn't, and granted, there's some, they also fill in the checkbox of their, uh, one of them's sexual identity is on, on a spectrum. So it's like, all right, cool. But it's still, when you look at them, white women. And I was like, ah, oh, didn't even realize that that's a, you probably should have put a little ethnicity on one of the two of these mm -hmm. um, if you could now story-wise mm -hmm. it might be a little bit harder because of what they did in the first game if you spoilers but it's still like all right let's play around with that whereas the game like uh uncharted lost legacy which wasn't a huge game but it had two ethnic females that were the sort of the leads one hispanic and one Af african not african-american but, but it was mm -hmm. both women of color you're like oh this is fun now it wasn't a huge franchise They're like that's not drake put that away let's do that as a bonus level <laughs> <laughs> that's such you know, yeah. it's it's funny you bring up like not realizing because of whichever privilege at the time is showing up. And it's that is also a good point because it's like this is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. And the rest of your audience is just going to enjoy the game. So you might as well do the thing that means a lot to a lot of people and everybody right. else will have fun. Like right. it's not I've never once picked up a game and been like, wait a minute. This person doesn't look like me because it's fake. Well, yeah. I've never played Super Mario and was like, thank God this Italian plumber who can kill these brown squares and turtles is white. Or I would <laughs> yeah. what? Well, I was looking at it as like, I've had my fill of people that look like me. I'm good. Like, I don't need to be like, hey, what? I'm like, nah, my whole life. I've seen that and everything <laughs> that got, I've done. I got 10 years of Marvel movies. I'm I've good. Seen it. I'm good. Um, yeah, and I think, I, yeah, go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. 
No, I was going to say, I think it, I, the thing that I think that people maybe are just starting to realize, I hope they're just starting to realize is that it's not a zero sum game. Like just because you, uh, you, you empower one group does not mean that you're losing this other group. Like if you just, just empower, just put everyone in, like, like represent as much as you can, you're not going to lose a group that you're not representing or like a group that you've had for so long. Like people play video games, still going to play video games. Doesn't matter. You know, if, if well, it's not a white person, just, you know, represent. <laughs> and I think, and I think what is interesting too, cause uh, you know, we were going to Doug and I were going to cover the Oscars in a previous podcast. We never got around to it. But one thing that I will say is that on this last Oscars, I did, I, it was noticeable that there was uh, it was not straight white men who were winning everything. And I was, it was so fuck. The Oscars itself was kind of a, you know, there, you could argue weird, it was a shit show, weird bag. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird bag, but that, that one element of it was such a, a, a breath of fresh air because you could start to see that it was just cracking open a little bit. And I'm, I'm hoping that that trend now just blossoms out like uncontrollably. And we just start seeing that as the Norman, we don't have to say, wow, wasn't it cool this year in the Oscars that it wasn't all white men that you don't, it, I, it, we're getting to the point, hopefully and eventually we won't even have to think, wow, it was so diverse. It was just, it was, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Those random, those random facts that we just all of a sudden get like, <laughs> She is the second African American woman to win the best supporting act. All right, hey guys, can we uh, let's just make this a normal thing? Yeah, right. right. Let's just yeah. Right. It's like yeah, you won. Congratulations. We're glad you're here. <laughs> right. You know, this you're is this is great. But you Way know, to go. Yeah. like you made it yeah. brought up a good point. Like the diversity of of ideas. Like I think it was for one episode we looked up um, just sort of like um, common horror or uh, tropes from like uh, Korea or Japan. And like we were yeah. going, th- and we we're like, this is terrifying. Why haven't I heard of this? Like, right. you know, this stuff exists in other cultures. I'm like, there's what was it? it? Was the woman who had like a sliced up face or whatever, and she would approach you in the night and she would ask you how she looked, and if you just lied to her three times, and she would like kill you or carve you. One, well, depending on how you answered, she'd either just carve you up like her. So you would always be disfigured, or she would just straight up kill you. I'm like, that's it was a lose-lose ter- situation. It was right. terrifying. Yeah. I was like, who? Yeah. Why haven't we done this? Like, this is. Yeah. It's like so it's, instead of remaking all the fucking thing, all the IPs that we've like, we. Who's ready for another God, Halloween movie with Michael Myers? It's like, can we take a break and do something else? This is terrifying. Right. Or I mean, how I many? Never forgot what you did last summer. Oh yeah, like, or it's just like <laughs> no, it's in the movie title. We did not forget. We don't know, <laughs> or just like the Korean horror movies that exist are amazing. Like, just mm. they take you to a I psychological remember, level that are unparalleled. When the, when the ring came out, me and my friends met, like, went on a a quest to find as many like Japanese and, and any international horror movies we could. And for like years, we were those like assholes at our high school were like well you know the real horror <laughs> but it is like get them come on just the talent is here yeah. there's up and coming talent dying for these opportunities and clearly they make money because now even like we talk about these things being marketable and the marketing and what they're selling and since transformers and gi joe and mortal Kombat, half of this has just been like sell the toys transformers <laughs> literally was made to be like we have toys make a show sell them the turtles were like get get some stuff out well that was a comic and that wasn't that way but half of this was you look at like i haven't i collect toys i have a podcast about toys 
I haven't heard more about toys in the mainstream until the Shang-Chi figures and this Captain America showed up. That Terrence has, and I want to see Yes! It. If you're on Twitch right now, you can see it. It looks beautiful. This beautiful it's Marvel it's Select 7-inch yeah. figure yeah. with its giant wings. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, like, I got every toy under the sun because they looked like me. But, of course, if I went toy collecting with somebody else, they'd be like, oh, yeah, who are you going to get? The the white Wolverine man or the white Spider-Man man or one of the turtles <laughs> who's coated white? Like, what, how, come on now. Yeah, I, so, I I was not a collector, and I and I'm still not to an extent because I don't really have a place to hold them all. But the second that I saw Cap uh, with Sam, I'm like, oh, I I need to own that like immediately. Yeah, and you bring up Spider Man, like how I mean, the movie Into the Spider Verse was phenomenal, but Miles Morales, like. I was like, what a phenomenal introduction to most people to this character. Like, it was right. incredible just seeing this character and, and what they can do. And I was like, you know, I, I'm i really upset and bothered by the fact that th it, until recently, I haven't been like, oh, yeah, that's probably pretty important <laughs> that this representation yeah. exists, you know? That that movie definitely warmed my heart. And because, because Miles covers two uh, factions with Hispanic and African American. I was like, oh, this is great because it's it had both. Like he, spe his mother is speaking Spanish to him. Like this is badass. Like I love yeah. all of this. Yeah. Um, and then to play the game, which I was like, oh, this is. Oh. Like, this, I'll, that's all I saw on Twitter for like a month was just stuff from the Spider-Man game. It was just like I'm like, I get it. It's out there. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> I'm good. It's just like, hey, check this out. This thing. I'm like, I got it. Cool. Move along. <laughs> It's great. It's it's yeah. Cause yeah, my, Peter's my favorite like superhero character, and even I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I got it. I got seven movies. I get it. We've explored it. Make him old. Bring back the Sam Raimi one in No Way Home just to kill him. Like my pitch. My if we're really gonna do it, let's do it. And we really want to bring it. back the Sam Raimi universe. You bring back however old Tobey Maguire is into No Way Home. We reintroduce us to that world. He's an old man. He dies saving the day. One last hurrah. He dies in the multiverse. And then we can go back to Sam Raimi's Earth whatever, and that can become the live-action Miles world, and then he can bounce into the MCU and bring I love us it. back in. I'm like, that's the Spider-Man 4 I would want. That's awesome. I don't need... Tobey Maguire was stiff when he was 30 doing those tricks, okay? He's not gonna... <laughs> I don't think the man's been doing yoga for 20 years. I think he's gonna yeah. be still a lot of... Like, he has been dancing, though. I mean, look, those movies are great, and I love them, but the man moves like he's made out of cardboard. It really does. Unless he goes evil and has a montage. Yeah. Fine. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. I don't have a lot of love for those original Spider-Man. I appreciate where they led us, just like the original X-Men. I'm like, re upon rewatching it, not that great, but thank you. I appreciate them for being a step on the ladder to get us to where we are today, but I don't look yeah. back on them very fondly. I don't hold them with much value. I've rewatched them recently. I'm like, no, these don't hold up as well. X-Men is a lot of budget issues, but those Spider-Man movies are just not, they're not. Yeah. I, there's a rose-colored glass when people look back at those movies. Yeah, yeah it was uh, funny. When we rewatched Spider-Man 2, my roommate was like, you know what's weird about Doc Ock and Spider-Man? They really don't have anything against each other. They're just sort of in each other's way. <laughs> like, there's no, unless he's robbing a bank and mm -hmm. we're on our way to stop him, he's, they're like, they don't have a relationship the way we do with villains in these movies. I was like, yeah, right. that, and also like, what, what was his plan? His, his son machine stops working. And then he's like, I have to rebuild this. 
So let me go get the money to do it. And I'm like, okay, to what end? <laughs> to, just, to just show that you could rebuild it? Right. Because you're doing it in like the bottom of a river where no one can see it. So no one will care. <laughs> and, then, and then you talked to your arms and you're in control and they get very like, oh no. <laughs> so like, what, 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 what are we doing here? Yeah. That's what's going to be weird about this Spider-Man because you're bringing back like Alfred Molina is great. So I love oh, yeah. him. His characterization gets a little bit weird, but then you're bringing him back and you're bringing whatever the hell Jamie Foxx was doing in, 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 in Garfield Spider-Man. You're like, well, this is, what is this? Because the villains we get, Michael Keaton's badass. And and what we've been doing with the villains in, 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 in Jalen Hall was great. They've been much more like even killed and level, whereas they're in a completely different movie and world right. with whatever Jamie Foxx was doing. And the weird hair thing he had, I was like, maybe Jamie's like, I get a redo. I effed I that up. That's that's on me, guys. Uh, that or I could also see Marvel leaning into that real heavy and having someone call out the fact that like, oh, wow, things work different where you're from. Like, like really having, like, leaning into the fact that, like, oh, you're Espe a different level of camp. Yeah. Yeah, especially since this Tom, this Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man, is very talky and very, mm -hmm. like, yeah. jokey. I could see him calling, like, what are you guys doing over there? Right. <laughs> yeah. It feels, yeah, man, you feel very early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Nickelback popular? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like only a hero could save us. <laughs> Do me a favor. Ah, not that phone. song. Oh, my God. It was my slow dance my sophomore year of high school because the theme was superheroes. And they called me to be like, what's a slow superhero song? And I was like, they don't. I, I would do Kiss by Rose, Batman. That would work. And they were like, nah, hero. <laughs> And I'll never forget, like, dancing with my homecoming date and just being like, what the, what? hold on, what? What is This isn't a slow, last year it was tail as old as time. <laughs> also, pretty heavy on the nose here with the, uh, with the, with, it's not even subtext, it's text. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's another, I heard a rumor that there's another universe that they're going to be folding into the Spider-Man universe, uh, come, come the, uh, the next Spider-Man movie. And it, it's real violent, uh, real graphic, um, and I, I heard some people are going to die. The, the, the title of the universe, uh, I believe, and Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's... Welcome to the Throwdown. Expertly done, sir. Throwdown universe, that's right. <laughs> that's well right. done. Welcome to the Throwdown, gentlemen. All right. All right. You ready, Justin? We're getting into it. Here we go. Douglas? This week's throwdown is Bucky from the MCU versus Jax from the Mortal Kombat universe. It's Metal Arm versus Metal Arms in a throwdown to the death. Round one. <laughs> I'm so glad you're still oh, you nice. He pulled so many audio clips nice. for the Mortal Kombat one that he did. He goes, you're going to be so annoyed by the end of this. And thing was, I wasn't. I was like, right? we could use more. So well done. <laughs> yes. You're the hero we deserve, sir. All right. There it is. So uh, let's let's break this down. Let's break down these these powers between these guys. So, um, you know, we've got we've got Bucky. Who's got, you know, the actual superhero serum in him. So I think that's a pretty big thing. So he's got enhanced 
physiology with that. Uh, so he's got enhanced strength, enhanced durability, enhanced speed, enhanced agility, enhanced stamina, plus basically gets plus five to all his stats, basically is what he gets. Uh, reflexes, healing factor. I didn't realize he had a regenerative healing factor. Huh, okay. I think they say Don't that they the all? serum for Chris Evans, he's like, oh, I can heal a bit, but it's not like Logan super fast. Yeah. It's right. like, he well, can't I guess be drunk. If he gets a bruise, yeah, earlier. we got that makeup yeah. team on the Marvel movies. They 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 get a break on the bruises. <laughs> yeah, I think because I mean they talked about how his metabolism is higher, so like he can't get drunk, so that implies that there's something happening. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, longevity is also uh, what it is. He's got his bionic arm, so which gives him extraordinary superhuman strength and superhuman durability, and it's also made of vibranium, which is cool. He's apparently a he can jump off a building and land on the arm. Mm-hmm. We won't yeah. talk about that now, but no, yeah. yeah. Also, like I yields it up like he's a shield. Blocking shotgun blasts yeah. with him yeah. in Civil War, and I'm like, come on now. Yeah, I was <laughs> you like, not have the eye-hand coordination capable. I was like that, you know. If anything, a shotgun spreads. You know, it's like I mean, unless you're just even right there, you know. But he's like, pop, pop. Make sure pop. your fingers are together. Yeah, yeah otherwise, yeah. you know, that's not going to work. Uh, he's a master of uh, martial arts. Uh, he's a he's got knife mastery. He's an expert or master marksman. Master assassin, master acrobat, expert tactician, pilot, and multilingual. So, which I think is a cherry on the top. A world traveler. So that's him. Pretty pretty strong. Jax is a little bit more difficult to break down because he's got signature moves, you know, like the energy wave, um, the ground pound, the ground tremor, the ground shatter, the gotcha grab, the super gotcha... <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. The air gotcha! The multi-slam, the backbreaker. So he's got a lot of these different uh, abilities. Um, he's off, obviously, he's got some background in special forces. He's got two uh, bionic arms. Do we know what those are made of, by chance? They're not vibranium. Well, okay. apparently in the new movie, they're made of love. They are made of love. They just sprout <laughs> from him. Thank you. I was gonna say, are we we're dealing with Jack's post arcada, right? Because these their arms are not like these weird, 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 short circuit right. arms anymore. Yeah, exactly. He's got the Johnny Five arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's got those those augmentations. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is a good matchup. You know, we got uh, superhero versus you know the, the weird of the world of the Mortal Kombat. Blake, let's start with so you. What do you think? You know, I thought about this a lot when you sent the email <laughs> and I, I think, and I'm going to take out one of my old philosophies, which is just, if it's a fight to the death, we have a character who kills and a character who doesn't, therefore Jax wins. I'm going to remove that from the equation and still, I think I'm going to say Jax. And I think okay. my, the main thing that it comes down to me is how these characters fight. And Jax okay. is a man... He's a tactical man. Bucky, from what we see, runs forward. He's very melee heavy. He's got a gun, but there's distance when you fight Jax. It's very similar to like Sam. There's angles. You can't quite get a pattern on it. He's got missiles that come out of that thing, lasers. They can heat up, cool down. He can, he can keep Bucky far enough away until he can maybe even figure out how to get that arm off because this, this is a tactician who's going to try to see what he can do and then I and then I think he's got him. And mm. then I think if Jax wins twice, it's it's a friendship fatality. At the arcade drops. <laughs> Plus, wow. if you get in like the Arcana to me, 
I, I kept wondering, so is it just that he could like make the metal arms and he's done, he gets a one-off? Or is he going to start like sprouting metal limbs? Yeah. Like, how far does this go? Does he have like Wolverine healing, but it's metal? Is he going to be our Cyrax? Are we ch- how, like, how different does this get? Oh, interesting. So right. I just, I feel like two metal arms is it's greater than one. Than one. <laughs> you just do math. Yeah. Terrence, what do you think? It's funny. I was sitting here and I'm like, the the meme that's been popping up in my head is the, the meme of Bucky where it's like in Winter Soldier Civil War mode, he's like, this is the unlockable, this is the boss level you fight. And then when you, ha- you have the unlockable playable character, it's the Bucky that we get in, in yeah. the Winter Soldier. We're just like, you're not nearly as terrifying. <laughs> So I'm going to assume that we're dealing with the Winter Soldier version of this because uh, that's just a, a more formidable foe. Yeah. One-on-one, he's right. I think weapon-wise, we're dealing with we're putting guns, grenades, and knives in there. I feel like Bucky's the stronger uh, call for that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit of a deep dive. I feel like Jax, being an African-American male, is going to call up Wakanda and be like, hey, <laughs> you guys made this time. I know you guys have a fail today. Can you tell me how to disarm this? And then like, cool, just do a little bit of Vulcan touch here and there. That thing just falls off and you're good. You got him. And that's going to be it. That's Sorry, awesome. Buddy. That that's also awesome. speaks to the tactician nature. So he would, yeah. he would okay, be listen, like, look, I'm he's gonna, tactical, yeah. but is he diplomatic? Because that's the key here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's also like, you know, it's that like the Batman with prep time. Like I always sure. hate that argument, yeah. but I am like, is, do they know this fight? Are we in? Are we on Shang Tsung's island? And See, that's what that's that is that matters, right? Because we have to set yeah. the stage here. Because I oftentimes the way that these go down is it's a sudden thing, so there's right. not a lot of prep time because I think that adds more to this the okay. natural prowess of the characters. Because yeah, you get prep time to a lot of these guys. It completely changes the landscape yeah, of everything. So I, I think also it, have to. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I also have to think of all the times in the show where Bucky dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. You have a scene where, you know, Sam's talking to Carly. Bucky's down there. He's got two jobs. Keep Baron Zemo locked to whatever he was locked to <laughs> and stop John Walker, who we know sucks. Mm-hmm. And we don't see what happens, but John Walker makes it up there with Sam and her and Zemo gets away. So I'm like, it takes Buck. Bucky's got to get knocked around before he really like gets, even when both of them fight, it's like, okay, he just killed somebody. He is ready to kill you and Sam. Get up. Get up, Bucky. We know you can do this. And I feel like there were so many moments of that show where I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Come on. Tap into that. That old winter soldier thing. You, you I know you've got there. your little yeah. notebook and you're like, don't hurt anybody, but like, then just play defense. Yeah. Right. When the Wakandans come to turn off your arm, just get in between them and Zemo and don't let twice, twice. He lets this, this non superpowered man escape. Yeah. <laughs> you're bringing yeah, up some yeah. really good points here because I, I think now that you mentioned, I was waiting for Bucky to like turn it on and yeah, he was definitely formidable, but I didn't see the le- obviously the Winter Soldier programming was lethal, right? Just very, yeah. I whatever well, it takes to kill you, I'm going to do it as quick as I can because that's my job, you know. I keep thinking back to that that fight in Civil or in um, Winter uh, Soldier in, in Winter Soldier, yeah, where he and Cap are on the street. Like that is a fucking brutal Just, fight, yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah. And he's going toe to toe with Cap, you know, like yeah. it's. Even- you know, in Civil War, when T'Challa and them were fighting, and he just give, he's just like elbowing, just just elbowing over like Widow, and like it's great. But then in this one, in Falcon, you're like, oh, something has changed because you and Walker and Falcon, Falcon's going toe to toe about as well as you are with Walker, and he has nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> no serum in that man. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Fucking therapy, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, it's like, I get it. For that character, he's like, I can't hurt anymore. I don't want to be this guy anymore. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, but also, like, you're a superhero now. <laughs> I'm not asking you to kill John Walker, but, like, your buddy's up there trying to save the day. Right. Just, just hold him with one arm. I feel like you could do that. Mm-hmm. And just keep an eye on 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 zemo yeah exactly yeah i, I it, when we started this out initially i think doug and i were talking and i think uh we were both leaning towards towards bucky just because he's got the super serum he's got all this stuff but you know the more we talk it through i'm like i don't know man like i feel like jacks i feel like jacks has this one yeah you know, like this, the serum's there but like jacks is going toe to toe with like with wizards all of these other and like sure in this movie like sub-zero gets the one up on him but he's still like he rocks out all of his other fights and he didn't know sub-zero yet so i'm like and then when you look at the games and the history there too i'm like oh yeah he doesn't care if you've got serum he's he's not it's not like he's only fighting striker and these d-list characters from mortal Kombat. right this is a top player right that's yeah yeah so i feel like as you know uh as 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 this fight ensues and you know Jax gets Bucky on the ground, all of a sudden in Jax's head he hears Finish him and he just lands the striking blow, rips Bucky's head right out, spine comes with it, and then all of a sudden he hears Fatality. And that's that. I concur. That's all, that's all so I we're saying. Jax for the Congratulations, Jax. Yeah, you guys totally turned me around. I was like, I think this is Bucky. Nope. You guys laid it out. A wonderful argument. Practical Doug agrees. So, way to go. Love it. Uh, Gentlemen, this was an absolute blast. Um, This is so much fun. And I I have to, I want to extend just an open invitation. You both are welcome back anytime. Uh, This was delightful. So, I think we should totally chat again soon but this is the part of the show where we uh, want to make sure that we get to promote anything uh, you all have going on socials um, you know any projects you know podcasts whatever and also if you have anything that you've read that you've watched anything like that that you'd recommend to our viewers uh, the floor is yours let's start with you Terrence uh, you can find me at Terrence Tatum on Twitter and I am Terrence Tatum on Instagram. I do, uh, we do Hollywood already did it uh, podcast together. We talk about all the reboots, remakes, sequels. We talked about that a little bit here, but I also handle most of the stuff on a YouTube channel version of that, where I do all the other stuff that sort of falls into the cracks other reviews and all of that good stuff. Uh, what I have been watching lately that I have just gotten enveloped into, um, it's Snowfall. I had not wa- had not watched one single episode of that, uh, but people people have been saying, "Hey, this is just like or a better version of The Wire." And I was like, "Oh, those are fighting words." We're, we're gonna have to. Let me <laughs> let me see what this is about. And I'm about two seasons in in, in a week, so uh, oh, it's wow. doing pretty well. I don't have any characters that I love as much as Omar in the, on The Wire, but well, yeah. you know, it's a good time. Uh, it's about uh, it's about the crack academic epidemic uh in in the 80s in la but it's made and created by the late great john singleton so it's, it's, oh wow if you enjoy those type of shows it's, it's a good watch very and cool it's on hulu all right nice. good to know good to know blake what about you uh i'm similar to hollywood already did it i do the podcast with terrence i have a face for radio so that's <laughs> mostly where that is we also do another show that's on a bit of a hiatus called You Can't Do That Anymore, where it's similar to Hollywood in that we're looking at old movies and different in that we're going, could you still, <laughs> is this still relevant today? Is it problematic? Does the comedy still land? 
what's here. How fun. Uh, do, are these John Hughes movies still fun and charming or are they a little? Ooh. Yeah, uh, they're a little. Ooh, yeah. Could you make sloth imagine, today yeah. from the Goonies? I don't think you could. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff now where you're like, wait a minute. But like, the mm-hmm. one that always jumps to mind for me is Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But that's just, like, <laughs> hilarious. Like, there's also some where you're just like, well, it's just not very funny either. But like, well, Blazing Saddles is at least, like, still fun. Yeah, right. It shows a real bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I do the toy podcast, How Do You Figure, where we just interview a guest about stuff they collect, why they collect, what they like, how they're doing it, how they manage it in relationships, how they keep dust off of everything. It's always dust. Um, always dust and then if you want to hear more of these jacks and um whoever it was bucky battles that we just did the third saturday of every month sometimes myself and my roommate zane participate in the tournament of nerds which you can see on twitch tv slash chuckleface it is the third saturday of every month it is live and it is a tournament based show where they take eight improvisers each representing a character in pop culture and they whittle it down from eight to four to two to their reigning champion the last time I did it, I was Casey Jones and Ooh, lost yes. to the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Fun time. How it goes. Um, sounds like a really cool show. It's the best show yeah, in Los well, Angeles. Uh, I'm trying to convince the current host of it to just give it to me and Terrence. <laughs> if I don't think that they're going to let two white hosts do it at UCB anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So we'll see. I think that's everything I'm watching or watched. If you're not on it, Invincible, which is a oh. great show. Everybody should be watching it. It's Ooh. amazing. The animation is good. The violence is good. If you're a little bored in that first episode, I beg you just hold out till the post credits. Some of the most emotional catharsis I've seen in a show recently. Yeah. And I am at, as always, Blake across pretty much every social media platform that you can find. Wonderful. Fantastic. Great suggestions. And real quick, what was the name of that Twitch channel again? I want to make sure I grab it. It is twitch.tv slash chuckleface. Chuckleface. All right, cool. I want to make sure we drop you off. It's Hal Rudnick's show from Screen Junkies, if people know. Gotcha. If those names matter at all. (laughs) Gotcha. I want to check that out and drop a follow. Uh, Justin, what do you got this week? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna mirror uh, the Invincible uh, recommendation. Definitely, definitely check that out. It is... uh, I... Had people saying, "Oh, you should you should watch this," and I was like, "Okay," and I flicked it on, and holy shit, amazing! Um, cannot wait for uh, season two. And then, and as, as always, I'm in my Ted Lasso kick again. So go check Ted Lasso out. It is one of the best shows. I've uh, I love it. So it's worth uh, the Apple TV Plus. It is, <laughs> or again, I said, wait till uh, the second season drops in in its entirety. Do the seven day binge it, and then cancel. That's it. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Work around Doug, the system. Uh, I kind of recommend uh, the show Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Um, I love the premise. I love the world. Just not a big fan of the uh, Twilight young adult love stuff that's kind of happening in it. But like the first two episodes, I'm like, I'm in this. And then it sort of like dips a little where you kind of get little lovey. And I'm just like, ah, I don't care. Get me to the cool stuff. But it's, I don't know. I... I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I kind of recommend it, but I kind of don't. Like, if you don't, it'd be like, I get it. But uh, it's, I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed watching it. There were some really good moments. There's some really cool characters in it. But there's also, like, for me, I was like, can we, can I skip this? Or am I going to miss something? 
Um, I also recommend watching it with subtitles so you know who the fuck is who and where things are because they don't hold your hand with the universe that they built. So nice. after a few people talking, and I'm like, I'm going to just turn on the subtitles so I can remember where the fuck we are and what we're doing because I don't know anything that's happening. So I don't know. kind of recommend it. So... <laughs> That's what I got. I, I, this is that's another old man thing that I I have I have now entered the phase in my consumption where if I'm t- terrified to go back to the theater because I watch everything with subtitles now. Yeah. Everything. Uh, Amazon Prime was probably the worst. I watched Game of Thrones the first couple of seasons through that, and they they have the things where they bring up the characters like this person is this person this person is played. I was like, thank you. Oh Man. wow, I didn't know they did that. I, that's I, super I, helpful. Yeah, they, they call it, what do they call it X ray or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's super helpful. Uh, also, don't forget to follow MindGap on all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Uh, be sure to stop by Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash MindGap Podcast. Drop us a follow, and you can kind of engage with us while we do our uh, podcast recordings, usually every Tuesday at 8 p.m., but like today, we're doing it on a special day. Also, every Saturday night at 8 p.m., we do a live ga- uh, live video game stream. Uh, it varies from time to time. We just did Project Winner last night, where you got to watch me be a traitor for four games in a row! I don't like being the traitor that long. Won every single one of them, though. So, there we go. Uh, and this Saturday, uh, we're going to be doing a, trying a new game called What the Dub, which is essentially Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, you get a whole bunch of B and C and D movies, and they give you little clips, and you have to fill in the dialogue with what comes after. Justin has agreed to show up for that, so super exciting, so be sure to check that out. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, where we post all of our episodes, as well as highlights from our shows and our streams. And then also, Justin exists in the digital realm as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Samsung's new podcast service, Verbal Stitcher, all the places. Uh, rate us, um, share us around, review us. Uh, the big one is sharing, though. If you just copy that link, send it out to your social network and say, hey, guys, listen to these guys. They're cool guys. Guys. Do a lot for us, guys. Um, or people. We're the cool people. Cool people. We're going to say that. Uh, TwoEastEighth.com slash MindGap. And then keep an eye on all of Two East Eighth stuff because last night we just had, well, last night from when we're recording this, we just had our backers screening for Sid Penrose. So anyone who helped finance that short film, we had a special screening last night with a Q&A, some of the actors and the person who did our score. Uh, and then it will be coming out very shortly to the public. And then we have... Um, three more short films in the pipeline we're still working on our feature so just keep an eye that's all i gotta say now i want to add to that i was at that screening and i gotta say it's a fantastic short film and i'm not just saying that because i know justin and drew it was really great so seriously justin congratulations it was really good work well done and on that note i want to again say thank you to blake and terrence for taking the time to come hang out with us and, and talk some stuff this was a phenomenal episode like i feel like we could just be like just cancel the rest of my day the oh, Sunday yeah. is right here. I'm talking to these two cool guys. It's it's early enough. I can go get a beer and just sit here for a while. This was absolutely amazing. Thank you for hanging out again. Open invitation. Uh, you guys are welcome to come back. I think uh, you know whenever we have something fun come out, some episode or TV show. I think uh, you two will be the ones we need to call and be like, hey, we got to talk about this. Love <laughs> and then uh, also, Justin, I want to thank you, Doug. Thank you so much. Twitch, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.